welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I am here in Sunnyham Tramick with none other than Pod King fan favorite Ian Dixon. And we have a great show for everybody, don't we? I feel like we do. Probably. I think purely by the virtue of how great people in the greater Scottiverse mm-hmm. have been lately, all the people associated with Scottcast. Purely on the strength of their accomplishments, are we ascending? And yeah. that's why we're going to have a great show, because the people around us are great. I mean, that's, uh, that's a sign of greatness, that we inspire greatness in those around us, or uh, siphon off parts of their greatness for our own uses. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> it's either or. You know? I've always kind of expected that Scott Cast, in some way or another, would need to ride coattails mm-hmm. in order to ascend. Yeah, there's something about us, you know. We have to have we have to be associated with somebody that's uh, better than us mm-hmm. in some way, you know, just to s- siphon that energy, as you say. Right. You know, the main stats are back. Maine and Maryland. <laughs> Are you ready? I thought... I'm excited. Yeah. I thought I'd just uh, get it out of the way yeah. right on top of the show. Money well spent for sure. Of course. $65 spent so far. <laughs> um, so 3,000 ads played through uh, Maine and Maryland for 30-year-old people mm-hmm. last week. 3,000 of our ads. And uh, if you need a little reminder, here's the, here's the ad. Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast. Subscribe today and get your laugh on every Sunday morning with me right here on Spotify. It's free, it's fun, and it's perfect for people in Maryland and Maine who are 30 years old. Very good, man. Listen to the latest episode today. Just click listen now. See you there, future Scott Castigators. So I like that ad. Yeah. I feel like it gives Scott Castigators a smile. But 3,000 ads play through Maryland and Maine mm-hmm. to net 12 people who clicked the ad. Okay. <laughs> and uh, about three who listened longer than 60 seconds. <laughs> So mostly mistake clicks. Mostly mistakes, butt clicks Mm -hmm. and all. $5 per butt click, $60 total down the drain into the mighty orb of Spotify. Mm -hmm. So needless to say, I paused it at least (laughs) until I can get the brain trust on it. Maybe we need to... Maybe we need to pimp it out. Maybe we need to get Bendy on mm. the thing. Maybe we need him to promote because he recently released a fantastic short film. Yeah. Known as Octopus Cage Fights. Little little singular, I think. Cage fight. Oct- octopus Cage Fight. Yes. Just the one. Yes. Yeah. One fight, but potentially multiple octopi. I would imagine there'd have to be at least two <laughs> yeah. for it to be a fight. I mean, it could be like eight arms, though. Like, right. Yeah. Maybe it's a battle with itself, its own psyche. 
I could see that. Cephalopods are very advanced intellectual creatures. Yeah. You know, they're probably smarter than humans. So Mm -hmm. they probably really could, like, play out their inner turmoil Mm -hmm. through a cage fight with themselves. Like, eight tendrils smacking its own head. Mm -hmm. You know, which wins out? The tendril that represents mommy issues? (laughs) (laughs) Or the tendril that represents self-determination and becoming the Ubermensch. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a German octopus. <laughs> so so I, that, I feel like our origin story for that band name <laughs> uh, is way more detailed than the one that's actually in the movie. Yeah. The, the movie is uh, about a local band who, uh, you know, hits the circuit and doesn't really see any results whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's under the guise of like a, a French documentary, right? I, I can't repeat what what anything the French said because I don't speak French. I don't parlay vu that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're coming in from uh, Bendy Arms' social channels, <laughs> uh, just be warned that I am for random sound effects. Mm-hmm. I am for those. So that that was your warning after the T-Rex, because we're not we're not advertising to Maine and Maryland anymore. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk about Bendy so much mm-hmm. that he has to promote the podcast. To like people around him, gotcha. Like he's got to say, like, "Hey guys, it turns out like I'm a mythical figure on this podcast. Check it out." <laughs> you know, I even wrote the status update for him. Yeah. So we got a lot smaller budget for Bendy. Mm-hmm. Zero dollars. Nice. But we can suck up to him enough. Enough. I feel like it'll work. Yeah, it seems like no matter what happens, we've got a better return on investment there. Yeah, even one listener, <laughs> even one butt click. Right. <laughs> it would be a lot better. I mean, it'd be fun to make another ad. Yeah. I feel like we didn't include enough of, like, the flavor of the pod. You know, you got to give them a little taste to draw them in. Yeah. What should What should be included, like, if you had to prioritize... An element. See, that's the problem we've been having with kind of defining the indefinable that is Scott Cast. Yeah, we're 111 episodes <laughs> in, and we still have no idea how to answer that question. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, you just got to get some clips that are like best of and give a little taste, but not give too much away. And not alienate too many people. But I feel like you want a little bit of edge mm-hmm. because probably there's some people that we do want to like, we want, we want people who come to the cast to appreciate the cast. Mm-hmm. And if we're like luring them in and they're thinking this is family friendly entertainment, they're going to be sorely mistaken. And that's true. Yeah. yeah. I think that happened to my entire family in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> They each in turn listened to a Scott cast and was like, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't, I don't tell my family about it. They, they like see 
the posts like vicariously through like I get tagged and stuff and I'm like oh so I saw you did like a show or something I'm like what was that and I was like oh yeah I, I do a pod thing I'm like oh is that like uh, you know, tell me about that I'm like nope <laughs> your reticence to say anything just says everything <laughs> for them <laughs> I like that though that that they would not be like okay <laughs> I, I, I won't click that then thank you right thank you <laughs> Which is fair. Mm-hmm. Eventually, that bubble will burst, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Bendy's shooting for superstardom. I think he deserves it. Like I was saying, uh, definitely uh, a high quality production for a short film, and uh, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of like feature films in my DVD collection that are like way behind in terms of production value compared to uh that little that little short film so but but they're also like your favorite films aren't they (laughs) well some of them okay i I mean so so would you rank this one of your favorite films would you put that up there like you know it's like a very large list yeah i'd say uh this is among my favorite short films Look at that. Look at that sound bite I, I dragged out of Ian Dixon, Bendy. <laughs> Are you going to share this shit now? <laughs> That's how I'm doing it. Just extortion. Yep. And peer pressure. That's how we run this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the weather's been good. Yeah. Not too hot. It's like, almost feels like fall. Mm-hmm. It's like just right. A lot of nice summer rains. Mm-hmm. You can never predict them, but this week we've been blessed with many, many a falling summer rain, a little pitter-patter in the streets, mm-hmm. a washing of the world. And I was thinking about that. I took off all the social media apps off my phone, mm-hmm. and I installed a bunch of weather apps. Okay. How many weather apps do you need? I've got about four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I like to compare and contrast them. Some of them have mm-hmm. different alerts for different things. You know, I like to get my lightning strike alerts. Yeah. I like to get my uh, impending rain alerts. They mm-hmm. try to guess it to the exact minute based on your GPS location. They'll let you know like 30 seconds before. Like, oh, should have brought a raincoat, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no practical value for how <laughs> how finely I am tracking the weather at this point. <laughs> But it's, it's turned my relationship with my phone into a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. I, I now view my phone a lot more like, like a computer, like a source for information. Yeah. When I had the social media apps on it, it was like it was like this like little gossiping friend like that's always going to like show me what people are up to and stuff like that. It's almost as if your phone was a communication device. Yeah, it was weird. (laughs) And it's still a communication device, Mm. I'll have you know. It's just a different kind of communication. Like, where with social media, it was like having a gossiping friend Mm. in your ear all the time. So annoying. Instead, like, this is just like an interaction with a stranger on a train Mm. that, like, you have to make a conversation, so you go to the weather. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
And like that's that's my relationship with my phone now. It's an appropriate distance. This is where you should. That's the limits I think of the smartphone environment. It should mm-hmm. just be information, not not like brand communication of individuals. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, the Instagram and the Facebook. Make it an acquaintance on a train. I don't know where I was going. With that. Unless you hear a Scottcast ad, and then. Yeah, and then smash the subscribe, boy. <laughs> Hit that. So maybe that's the market we need to go for, because we talked about how uh, inspired we were with David Lynch's uh, daily weather forecast, and we're always recording from sunny Hamtramck and really uh, emphasizing that quality of of our pod space. Yeah. It matters, I think. Ernest Hemingway said weather is very important, you know? And a lot of writers might disagree with them, like, Mm -hmm. boring. But I think there's something primal about knowing the weather and communicating the weather. sets a mood, for sure. Yeah. You're at least least in in, in a setting, Mm -hmm. you know? A very basic setting that anyone can understand. It's accessible. I was thinking... Like in Hamtramck, we've got two very loud sounds that ring through the entire community. Mm-hmm. We've got church bells from the Catholic churches, mm-hmm. and we've got the call to prayer from the Muslim uh, mosques. Yes. But there's like nothing for people of like agnostic, atheistic, general general sensibilities. It's just <clears throat> like sounds for people with a religious attachment. So mm-hmm. I, I was thinking of an idea that could be for everybody. Mm-hmm. Every hour... It's like a giant obelisk in the middle of the city, mm-hmm. and it says the time, and it says the weather, and maybe it's David Lynch's voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, there, there's usually a third uh, sound that uh, permeates our environment around this time of year, but it has been pretty absent uh, during the pandemic. What's that sound? Uh, ice cream trucks. Oh, yeah, that's true. Remember, like, how ridiculously oversaturated (laughs) we've been with ice cream trucks for, like, the entire time you lived here? And then this year, it's been, like, none. Yeah, I mean, I still get an ice cream truck once a day, I think. Mm. But... But yeah, I mean, just go back into the Scott Cast catalog, <laughs> listen to any summer oh, episode. Wow. <laughs> In the background of every single one. <laughs> you know, but nobody comes comes together around those ice cream truck sounds. Like it's like it's it's more of like a beacon of like we hate capitalism, but mm. we know you got to survive. <laughs> so we let it happen. That's like all that symbolizes. Mm. The weather, however, it's something brings everyone together. You think people don't come together over ice cream? Not the lactose intolerant. Not the people who just plain hate with a stinging passion those ludicrous ice cream truck music tracks. Yeah. But, I mean, usually there's a lot of them. I mean, somebody must be digging it for them to to survive like that. 
That's true. Like maybe it's just like a like a Mad Max Fury Road environment with between the ice cream truck drivers, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like the toughest scrabbler. He's like, I'm going to make these rounds no matter what. <laughs> he's just like crying under the underneath the music, like. Every time it says hello, it's, it's him shouting. Mutant hanging out the front of it, just playing like the little MIDI track. Yeah, he's like grafted to the <laughs> to the hood. Jesus, Sneaky D! It's been a while since we've heard from Sneaky D. Yeah, you know, it was his birthday recently, right? It was, and, and you know, now that we bring it up, uh. Nice. Yeah. So there's a lot of lot of people involved in the Scott Cast universe. You know, it's not just me and Ian talking all the time, even though it might seem like that. And David has been flying high on his One Life to Lift program. He barely has time for us anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he finally published some uh, screen clip videos on his YouTube channel where he takes his like four hour live stream Facebook events, which I don't I didn't I never understood how there was call for it, but here it is. <laughs> but he condenses the information to like a ten minute clip, perfect, perfect size. Mm. Get in, get out, you're a smarter, educated man, you know? Like here's here's a little clip out of him uh, telling us to watch our posture. Make sure that when you guys are watching this, that you have good posture. Okay, I want everybody to take a second and fix their posture. So don't be slouching in your chair like this. Okay, I want you to sit up. I want you to puff your chest out. I want you to get some thoracic extension. Okay, that's your thoracic spine right here. I want you to extend that. Imagine that somebody's grabbing on with a, with a string and pulling up your chest like this. It's weird okay. listening to this. And then we're going to do scapular <laughs> retraction, which is bringing the shoulders back. And then instead of shrugging like this, we're going to depress the shoulders, okay? Because the key to a happy shoulder is a depressed shoulder, okay? That's probably going to be on t-shirts someday. And then also the last thing is make sure you're not going forward like this, okay, and sticking out your chin. Make sure you give yourself that double chin by tucking it in okay if you do all those things that'll make you feel a lot better are you are, are you feeling better i feel really uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> it is so weird to be mm. in that position well first off i have to be like super far away from my microphone as everyone can probably tell right now yeah and secondly i don't think my i don't think my shoulders go there like where he's where he's saying, I don't think my shoulders can be depressed, you know. So, so here I am. I'm, I have to. I have to basically like Larry King it. Do you yeah. guys have you ever seen uh, the Larry King on uh, CNN? Yeah. You know, like his shoulders go up to his ears, and his suspenders are at his collarbone by his neck, and like that's like how I've been like really comfortable at the table, mm-hmm. Larry Kinging it. Yeah. So I don't know. I think we're going to have to get a whole new microphone set up if we're ever going to be like sneaky D worthy posture. Yeah. But besides that, this is a bad posture podcast, man. Greater Scott So he's, yeah, he turned 29 recently. Mm. He's a young, he's a young buck. For sure. I didn't realize he was that young. I wouldn't have had him on the podcast if I knew that. 
Or for 30-year-olds exclusively. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think he's 29. Maybe he aged to 30. Mm. I know he told me some sort of joke about the targeting of the 30-year-old to him. Yeah. But I don't know if the joke was he's going to have to wait another year or if the joke was, oh, just in time for my birthday, I get to hear an advertisement. Mm. Right in, David. I'm thrilled to hear from you. It's going to make my day amazing. Watching your text message come in. 12, 18, 24, 48 lines of text. (laughs) Telling me things. And then at the end, punctuated by an admonition that my memory is not that good. (laughs) Well, you know what, David? You know what? Maybe I can't memorize a hundred lines of text every other hour. Ah, this isn't a cathartic show. Man, you really took some time with this soundboard this week. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm a little intimidated, to be honest. With the soundboard? Yeah. I feel like uh, there's no need for content anymore. There's no need for a <laughs> pod game with <laughs> just bask in the glory of these sounds. That, that's how I take my throne back. <laughs> As sound guy of Scott Cast, yeah, <laughs> you know, I can craft my position to have more power than you'd imagine, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm at. But you know, you're still Pod King and title, kind of mm-hmm. like Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, all our Scott coins are going to have your face on them. Okay, yeah, we're shipping some Scott coins out to people. <laughs> that's not true. Cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Just waiting on the next sound effect. (laughs) Want to talk about crime? Sure. It's the Hamtramck Avengers Crime Time City Blotter with your hosts Scott the Sound Guy and Ian, fan favorite, and pod king of Scott Cast. The Hamtramck Review, have you ever have you ever read that? Oh, some time ago, yeah. They have a crime blotter in it. They do. And it's one that's, of the most peculiar crime blotters I've ever seen. That's the only part of the review that you really need to review. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And there was an, it, the thing about that crime blotter is they don't present like stories. Mm-hmm. They present bulleted information. Right. Like this happened. That's all you get to know. Mm-hmm. Like... This happened here. So it leads to a lot of scenarios that I feel like need to get fleshed out. Yeah. You get to create your own story about it. Yeah. (laughs) And I figured what better place to do that than here. Yeah. So here is um, 
something from about a week ago or so. Belmont Street. Mm-hmm. A resident reported being bitten by an unidentifiable animal. Mm-hmm. Unidentifiable animal. <laughs> not dog. Not not cat. Not they get like a general description, like a reptilian animal or a mam- mammalian. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, that's the information <laughs> <laughs> this beat reporter cared to jot down. Yeah. So either the person can't tell the difference between like a dog and a Komodo dragon, or there is some like some sort of chupacabra creature mm-hmm. somewhere around. Could have been Catboy. It could have been Catboy. <laughs> it could have been Catboy. After some events that we are writing at the moment, but have yet to <laughs> have yet to do, could be anything. I feel like Hamtramck should have more, you know, mythical creatures. Mm-hmm. What do they call them? Crypt- cryptozoology themes. Yeah, cryptozoic creatures. It should have more cryptozoic creatures because it's like we got a lot of diverse cultures here. Mm-hmm. We're all really tightly packed in. You know, um, the night can be a scary howling place. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything is built for a cryptozoic creature. Seems like a fertile environment for that sort of thing. Have you ever had an experience with a cryptozoic creature? Um, not to my knowledge. So, but maybe like a, a Sasquatch was like I mean, looming maybe. over you in the woods once. How I mean, you know my, my Tingleverse character is a, a Bigfoot, so. Yeah. I guess that counts. <laughs> You're trying to channel the cryptozoic. Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing the tingle verse. It's it's a Dungeons and Dragons esque uh, RPG game. Yep. Uh, using Chuck Tingle, the erotic fan fiction author's sensibilities and characters, and mm-hmm. and we create our own stories. I'm I'm a I'm a, a necrophiliac velociraptor. We've already covered this, but you. Mm-hmm. You're like a magical, caring Sasquatch. You're like a, like a, yeah, I'm Uncle a, Buck Sasquatch. A true buckaroo. True buckaroo. I knew Buck meant something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my character's a bad boy. It's pretty easy to tell what I do. I, I kill things. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the muscle of the group. You know. Yeah. But your character. The true buckaroo. I feel like he's the more well-rounded character. Um, I mostly like hang back and chill. Like I'll, uh, I'll assist the group in combat if necessary, but I wouldn't like directly engage in violence. I'm kind of like the dude from uh, Big Lebowski. Okay. Chill. Yeah, just kind of go with the flow and. You sent me drawings, like so. Like you have like the sweater going on. Yeah, I had, like the the bathrobe and the <laughs> Bermuda shorts and the yeah the flip flops going. <laughs> Bigfoot flip flops. That's nice though. That's a good character design. Mm-hmm. I feel like that should be a Hamtramck Avenger. I feel like all these Chuck Tingle characters probably should be. Could be, yeah, in some way, but. Maybe this Sasquatch creature should get on this case of this unidentified animal. 
Yeah. An identifiable animal. I, I, it's, I feel like it's, so they're underplaying the cryptozoic in Hamtramck. Mm-hmm. So that's the crime time city blotter for this week. <laughs> that was it? Yeah. I mean, you, well, we could just pull up the Hamtramck review and count how many hit and runs have happened. <laughs> that's a game means to bell always do. Yeah. So there's seven days they cover. How many How many of these days have a hit and run and how many hit and run total? We we, we put the bets down and we count them up. Mm-hmm. So how many hit and runs do you think occurred in Hamtramck this week, Ian Dixon? That were reported? In the Crime Time City Blotter reported, yeah. That's that's where we're counting. Hmm. It's summer. Yeah. But not a lot of people outside. True. I'm going to go with eight. <laughs> it's uh, more than one a day, but not like a lot more. Okay. In the meantime, we're going to listen to Octopus Cage Fight while we tally things up. <laughs> All right. On Tuesday, we have malicious destruction of property, uh, a stolen cell phone, a stolen vehicle, two juveniles from the house for boys that ran away. That's t- <laughs> that sounds like a superhero origin story if I've ever heard one. <laughs> so far, no hit and runs. Okay. That's a zero on, on the first day. Hamtramck's getting safer. Maybe maybe people are just like, you know what? We don't need to go 60 miles an hour down a one-way street. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday. No license. Burglary. Trespassing. And a running away. <coughs> I'm telling you, these kids are running away. They're joining superhero school. <laughs> Maybe this is the youth of the Hamtramck Avengers. Maybe we've been looking in the wrong place. Mm. Maybe we shouldn't be making up cryptozoic creatures to populate the Hamtramck Avengers. Maybe it's these children running away in the Hamtramck Review crime blotter. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've been appealing to 30-year-olds, and I guess maybe we're after the wrong folks to to fill our ranks of the Scott Castigators. I should go for Generation Z because mm-hmm. I feel like 21 and up minimum. We, I mean, we drink way too much. <laughs> yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. Have you ever heard about the beetle that escapes by making a frog shit it out? No. Have you heard about the beetle? (laughs) Have you heard about the beetle that gets eaten by a frog and stimulates the insides of it until it gets shit out complete and intact? Hmm. No. I I can't say I've heard of that. I wonder how many takes we can do of this. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently... It's it's this new beetle that biologists found. This is animal news. Mm-hmm. After being swallowed alive, a water beetle stages a backdoor escape from the frog's guts. Pelophylax? Uh, uh, Nigromyculatus. We're just going to call it a pond frog. Okay. The pond frog 
was presented with this beetle, Rigambartia etanuata. We're just going to call it the beetle. Mm-hmm. And it ate the beetle, swallowed it whole and alive. In most of these experiments, however, the beetles reappeared within six hours, slipping out of the frog's anus, or vent. Though muscles typically hold the vent tightly shut, those muscles loosened up when the frog poops, and the beetles somehow stimulate the frog's defecation reflex in order to temporarily open this unusual emergency exit, according to the new study. Hmm. This is kind of like a public service announcement. Just in case some giant creature shows up and eats humans whole. Mm-hmm. Find that. Just get gotta, out. Got to tickle the butthole from the inside. Tickle the butthole from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to know. You know? If you survive the stomach acids and all that. Well, that's the thing. You know, I've, that's, so get tickling. <laughs> like, as soon as you're in there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's more important to t- know the tickle from the inside than from the outside. Mm-hmm. It's more important. It's, this is for safety. The safety of the world and for people. <laughs> What a cast. Wow. This is uh, not our finest work. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. It's okay. It's fair. You know, we're keeping it real. Yeah. Keeping it relaxed. We've got Bendy to ride coattails to the top. You know, I mean, really, the effort and quality we put into the actual podcast means nothing. True. Just having a little existential crisis. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next story I have is titled Glory Holes. <laughs> All right. British Columbia health officials are recommending an age-old, occasionally cutting-edge tactic for sex during coronavirus. Glory holes. Um, I think... Uh, the actual statement is use barriers like walls, e.g. glory holes, that allow for sexual contact but prevent close face-to-face contact, the health organization wrote on its website. The recommendation is just a tip and not a firm rule. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> According to the website... Who put that out? Uh, the British Columbian, so, so the province of British Columbia mm-hmm. in Canada, Center for Disease Control. Okay. Real, real high top brass kind of kind of yeah. people. Okay. This isn't like your backdoor Vanity Fair um, tips section, go ask Alice. Yeah. This is like the Canadian Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there with a drill and like a section of plywood being like, and this is what I would do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Get creative. Get creative, I suppose. I just didn't think, I just thought that there would be other health issues with that. (laughs) Yeah, seems like. uh... (laughs) Like, sure, you won't get coughed on, but. (laughs) 
Maybe there's something to not having any knowledge of what's on the other end mm-hmm. that's dangerous. Maybe even more so than the coronavirus. Perhaps. So whatever it is, CDC, from British Columbia, we're on to you. After Scottcast, there's going to be hella bitches up in here. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> How you feeling, Ian? <laughs> I feel like I've broken you down enough to get like the. Uh, man, I don't know. We've. I feel like we've devolved a bit. We've devolved. <laughs> Doesn't feel like the most thoughtful uh, Scott cast we've we've put out. Should we scrap the whole thing? Should we start anew? Um, I mean, maybe, I don't know. What, what else? Do you have other no, topics? No, I've got nothing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, maybe this week was just a, I don't know. Just a wash this week? Yeah. Just nothing good I hear is happening? Man, that sucks. I mean, I appreciate us appreciating our greater Scottiverse uh, brethren, but... Boy, aside from that, it's been kind of a train wreck. <laughs> I'm gonna make a really short episode. Yeah. <laughs> this is a catch-up episode. We're gonna have a catch-up week here. Mm. That's what it's gonna be. This is gonna be a real short episode. Real tight. It's gonna be amazing to the people listening to it. Short and tight, you just got to tickle your way out of it. <laughs> Short, tight, tickle your way out. <laughs> and that's just what we're doing. Because I'm not about beating a dead horse, you know. We're not getting paid for this. So we'll just, we'll just keep it real, you know. So what did we learn today? <laughs> well, thank God we have talented friends. That yeah. Was, I think that was like the main idea. Yeah. I like to ride coattails. Yeah. And so uh, sometimes we can put out crap like this and it's okay because we have uh, such a great uh, support. I don't even know if you'd say support system, but a great uh, network of artists around us. Yeah. That we can latch on to and leech all their uh, talent. That's where we want to (laughs) be. That's what all the great artists have done. Yeah. Great artists steal. Immortal artists leech. Because it's the life we're taking. So, okay. I suppose that does it. Uh, take it away. Uh, how do we end it? <laughs> all hell Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. Okay. So from all of us at the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, that would be the adieu. See you later, Scott Castigators. Boom. Well.